0: Everyone. Welcome to Natural Eleven Podcast, and thanks for listening into our project. My name is Josh, and I'm the Game Master for this podcast. We are five friends who live in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, and we've all been playing tabletop RPGs for over 75 years combined between all players. This episode is going to serve as an introduction of each player, who give an opportunity to get everybody used to them and explain themselves and teach you a little bit about themselves and their characters. I hope you can enjoy. I've been playing RPGs for about 18 years and I remember originally getting the third edition Monster Manual Player's Handbook and Dungeon Master's Guide from my parents in grade nine as a Christmas gift. I had no idea what an RPG was. But I enjoyed the idea of a high fantasy adventure, and the more that I had delved into it, the more that it got its hooks into me, and I knew that I would love it. RPGs are a great way to express your creativity. You can take time to build an entire fantasy world, you can populate it with interesting people and events. It's really, truly amazing. But on another level, I've also found that the older that all of us get, we get to take time out of our busy schedules to actually game and use it as a bonding point for many of our old friends who can just get together and joke around a few beers. I've taken the time to learn a number of other RPGs since my first experience with DD. I've learned a number of other systems and other games, games like Stars Without Number, Call of Cthulhu, Lamentations of the Flame Princess, Burning Wheel, and Torchbearer. I'm currently learning Savage Worlds and Shadows of Asteran as a new system. I've always been into a number of games, from video games on the SNES to board games. I always love games such as Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, Chrono Trigger, and the original Red and Blue Pokemon. But I'm also an avid computer gamer, playing games such as Diablo, Diablo 2, both Starcraft games, um, the Total War franchise, and Civilization. As you can probably tell, gaming has been a part of my life since I was a child. Beyond video gaming, however, I've been a drummer for about 16 years and music is another one of my passions. As you can guess, I'm a giant nerd. I also love taking time to read classics such as The Lord of the Rings. We hope that you can join us on this adventure. This adventure's name is Curse of the Crimson Throne. It's an adventure path that's been published by Paizo for the Pathfinder role-playing game. Adventure paths are longer, arcing stories that carry over between six books. This particular adventure path is almost universally rated as one of the best adventure paths that Paizo has published. It came out originally before Pathfinder itself was even Pathfinder, and it had piggybacked off of the original 3.5 edition rule system. However, it was re released in an updated and streamlined format in 2016, and that is the format that we'll be using. I hope that you can forgive the sound quality, as none of our players have ever done anything quite like this before, and as we go, we're kind of teaching ourselves how to do things such as audio editing. So join us. Join us on our adventure as we explore the fantastic Parisian city of Corbosa. We hope that you can join us in some laughs, we can join us in some action, as we delve into the curse of the Crimson Throne. Alright, so I'm sitting here now with Jeff, my little brother. Jeff, say yes. hello. Hello. Uh, why don't you start off a bit? Uh, just ask you a few questions, questions about yourself, questions about your character, just to kind of get everybody used to you, a little bit more about your character. And it helps me, too, because I don't think I'm going to remember anybody's name for at least four or five sessions. So Fair enough. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, Jeff. What is your name? What do you do? What kind of stuff? Well, my name is Jeff.
1: Um, I work in construction. I've been playing uh, Pathfinder for probably four years now. Specifically, yeah, Pathfinder, I would and say. And then, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons for about twelve off and on. That sounds about right. I would say Dungeons and Dragons and doing, off and on. doing the uh, 3.5 adventures, the handwritten adventures that you would make. Yep. What else about yourself? Anything else? I'm married with three kids. Living in Kitchener, Ontario. That's it's about as exciting as my life gets. All right, sounds good.
0: So you kind of already answered that. How long have you been playing role-playing games? You'd say eh, 12-ish years, about. What got you into them originally?
1: You. Now. You uh, introduced me to them, and basically, you. I guess you needed someone to play d d with, and I was the closest one being in the room next door. So you made me play, and I like it because it's nerdy.
0: Nice. Uh, specifically, do you have a, like? What's your favorite thing about like tabletop role-playing games, for example? What distinguishes a tabletop role-playing game to you versus like a Chrono Trigger or Paper Mario or something
1: like that? Um, depth of choice, I guess. The amount of customization you can do. You can really do anything you want. Like you can choose any class, any race. You can just do whatever you want with them whereas a game like Chrono Trigger you are set or like Final Fantasy you can make a white mage or a red mage and this one you can make a white mage that has 14 different archetypes Yeah, that's kind of thing if you right. want yeah. and it's fun to sit around with a group of people shooting the shit
0: playing a tabletop game yeah, that sounds wrong. Wrong, right. Uh, other RPGs you play You said D and D three point five. Have you ever played any others specifically? Tabletop. Yeah, tabletop. No, no. I've
1: dabbled in the stars with the numbers, but yeah. uh, other that, I'm more of a computer,
0: computer video guy. game guy. Okay, like what other kind of games and things are you into? Like board uh, games, video games, anything like that? Like have a preference for other types of games?
1: Video games. I'm uh, Xbox One. I play, I used to be Halo Call of Duty, now I'm more into, like, the more play for ten minutes and turn it off kind of games, like, uh, Sims and whatnot. I've been playing World of Warcraft since vanilla. Can't seem to get myself unaddicted from that game, so, you know. It took me a long
0: time, too. I
1: quit for about six months there, but I renewed my prescription,
0: uh, two days ago, so. Really? Might as well finish Legion out. Nice. Uh, okay, so what about your character? Why don't you tell us a bit about your character? What What are you playing?
1: My character is a gnome alchemist. His name is Nimtick Bitterleaf. Nimtick Bitterleaf, okay. Yes, He is a shop owner. He owns Bitterleaf's Brews. It's a potion shop that his uh, parents owned. They handed it down to him. He, do you want like his... Yeah, why don't you tell us a bit iron. about like your
0: play style, like... Like, what What kind of style of play will your character kind of... Where, what role does he fit? What about his attitudes? Does he have, like, a specific kind of, like, traits? Is he, like, compassionate? Does he care about others? Is he a lunatic? Your characters all seem to be slightly unhinged. So I'm going to go on a limb.
1: He has a tendency. So he's, um... He was uh, kidnapped at an early age. And... While he was kidnapped, he was under a spell—dominate mind, dominate person. Okay. He was under that spell for like thirty-nine years. So you would imagine that, with your mind not being yours for thirty-nine years, you start to kind of lose your shit a little bit. Anyways, he—he he was found and the spell was broken, so he's kind of got thirty-nine years of his life that he can't kind of remember. So there's a little bit of a psychosis there. Okay. He doesn't. He's not absolutely crazy, but he has the tendency to go crazy, and things will come up that will kind of spark memories of his past. Like flashbacks, basically, like okay. Vietnam flashbacks. That might, you know, yeah. he's a he's a grenadier, so he's big in the bombs. So he's going to be throwing lots of bombs. Why
0: don't you tell people
1: specifically, like, what
0: an alchemist's is
1: so an alchemist is like the potion maker, bomb thrower. My specifically is like a bomb maker. He makes bombs, throws them. He's so like a of, mad scientist
0: that yeah. makes magic type of thing. Yeah.
1: So he can, he has he has spells, but he my guy's more or less into like the damage doing okay. that way. He uh, alchemist can also make um, like mutagens and stuff, so they drink them back and give them enhancements to their mental abilities while losing some physical abilities, or they can do things like grow appendages, like I can grow a tentacle or an extra arm that can hold a potion. I can basically become Goro from Mortal Kombat if I want to. Just start throwing four punches. Like a three-foot-tall Goro. Yes, well, I'll cast a large
0: person and be normal And be a five-foot-tall Goro. There you go.
1: Five-foot-tall Gnome
2: Goro.
0: So, did you ever figure anything out about... Uh, your background, who was it that had been dealing all this um, mind control to you? I don't know specifically who the person who kidnapped me was, but I do know that
1: Gadren and his band of thugs yeah. was the group that kidnapped me. They wanted to use me, because I was a gnome, they wanted to use me as a pickpocket, but noticing quickly that I had like a knack for making potions, they kind of used me to that advantage and they started making me make potions, which eventually progressed into me making bombs for them so they could be a little more aggressive in their Okay heist and stuff and that's kinda of why I'm still uh Grenadier is because I basically my life has been making bombs and skills. It's become a passion, yeah. So okay. that's basically where I am. I'm I own this shop so I don't not really an adventurer, but I have the ability, the ability to... Become an adventurer. Yes, type of thing. and I own shop, so I have...
0: And I might I understand that you have, like, a bit of an a anxiety... Not an anxiety, but, like, a rage towards Gadrin Lamb. I do. He kidnapped me. and took 39 years of my life. Hmm. That would be a pretty good reason, I would imagine. I, I want him dead. Yeah, I believe that, 100%. Well, actually, that's where we sort of pick up. Because you wake up in the morning and you go downstairs and you begin in your shop into your little alchemist's lab and you start to move things around and you go to pick up a vial that has been sitting overnight and curing and you pick it up and under it, something that wasn't there the night before, strange, you look at it and it's a card and it's not just like a card, it's a a harrow card and harrow cards are like tarot cards used by the native Veresians in the area. Um, and you look at it. And you're like, That's extremely strange. Where did that come from? There's only one way in. Is from the down from the upstairs to the downstairs. There's no windows, anything like that, because a lot of light can spoil certain types of potions. So you look at it and you pick it up, and it is the joke card. And it's really strange to sort of see that. And as you kind of turn it over, even stranger to some thick black writing on it. It says to you, I know what Gadrin has done to you. He's wronged me as well. I know where he dwells, yet I cannot strike at him. Come to my home at Three Lancet Street. On the sunset, there will be others like you as well. Gadrin must face his fate and justice must be done. What do you do with that? I look it over two or three times. I check to
1: make sure my shop wasn't robbed. Because clearly someone's been in my shop. Uh,
0: as far as you can tell, everything's there. Um... And there doesn't even seem to be any forced entry or anything like that. Okay. Well, I have a
1: hatred him that burns deep, so... If there's a chance
0: to get at him, I'll take it. Mystery note or not. Okay. And that's where we will pick up at sunset. Alright, I am here with our resident newbie, Melissa! Melissa! This it your first time playing any kind of actual role-playing game, how are you feeling? Are you nervous a little bit?
3: Uh, a little bit. I guess I'm like the sacrificial lamb for the knowledge um, portion of the game, but I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah, don't be too worried about it, seriously. Like I say, we've all played a bunch. It, it, Pathfinder does have a tendency to be among the more complicated of the games, but you're surrounded by a bunch of people with a whole lot of knowledge so we're always here just ask questions and stuff like that i'm just going to ask you a few questions same with mike and everybody else i'm just trying to get a little bit know a bit more about you for people who might be listening and know a bit more about yourself your character and just a bit more uh in general so um tell us a bit about yourself first like you specifically whatever you want tell us your name what do you do you don't have to give us your full name anything like that whatever you want
3: okay well obviously as you've already introduced me i'm melissa um i'm a teacher which i think i guess kind of lends to role-playing games because analytical so kind of orderly and systematic hopefully that benefits me in some way in the uh pathfinder game
0: yeah okay um, specifically, I guess, obviously, this question is not really applicable too much, but, like, how long have you been playing role-playing games? Or specifically, do you have anything, like, did you ever play any, like, computer role-playing games? Anything, like, like maybe Skyrim? Or, like, when you were a kid, do you ever play Chrono Trigger or something? Anything like that?
3: Yeah, see, anytime you say any... Game, it's usually <laughs> over my head. My games were more Mario and okay. all those childish games, but um, no, I guess in the world of role playing games, most people would consider things like um, Settles of Catan and Munchkin role playing games, but as I'm new to this, I kind of consider them a little bit,
0: yeah. So, Munchkin would be, I guess, the closest thing. Catan is more of like a Euro game, but um, I would say, yeah, Catan. Munchkin is sort of like its whole thing is it plays off of D&D. It Mm -hmm. sort of satirizes it. So yeah, that would be the closest thing. So it's kind of like that. You kind of get to be a character, you collect things, you gain in power. Um, Only the difference in this case is you're sort of working as a team towards a common goal as opposed to like being actively trying to screw over the other players. Um, I mean, I guess technically you could do that, but that would be a dick move. Kamikaze. yeah, Yeah. Uh, okay, so like what other what other games and things do you do? Do you like have any hobbies? Like do you play other games? You said Mario, right? Yeah. Like what other kinds of games?
3: Well, um, I had kind of mentioned several times throughout the years how I kind of wanted to learn more about Dungeons and Dragons to you. So yeah. that one time uh, we did do that dread dread? Dread, yes. Yeah. So using the Jenga. So, kind of uh, my introductory lesson a little bit there, which I enjoyed. Yeah,
0: Dread Um, is a fun game. Dread is a very unique game if anybody hasn't played it. So, instead of using dice, the idea behind Dread is that you pull blocks and determine success from a Jenga tower. And if the Jenga tower falls over, then your character goes insane, dies, whatever. They're basically out. But it's it's more for like a short-term thing. This will be more of a long-term kind of thing where your character will gain power gradually which
3: which will be new to me coming back to the game each time kind of in the middle of the game absolutely um but apart from that i've done like i like the social games like uh telestrations and cranium all the like i guess the fun party drinking party games yeah
0: okay um why don't you tell us a bit about your character like what's your character's name specifically
3: okay so my character her name is gwendola whitmore
0: Gwendolyn, okay.
3: Yeah, she's a half elf, half human from the psychic class. Okay. And, um, however, I had to ask Josh some things because, like, I'm new. Yeah. So, um, her character is Chaotic Good. Okay. Which I chose solely on interest versus knowing if that's a good thing to be or not. Chaotic
0: Good, sort of in the mindset of it being like a Robin Hood, like, I'm not afraid to break the laws for the common good type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,. Do you have a specific, like, your character, do they have a play style, anything? Like, how they're going to... They're not... I'm guessing as a psychic, you're not going to be the one who's going to be running up with a sword and fighting monsters toe-to-toe.
3: Well, I set mine up to kind of um, assist the group. So, um, as far as in the battle, I would be kind of screwed if I had to battle one-on-one. So, I guess I'll kind of...
0: More like a range support. Do thing,
3: my powers and... Run away, run and hide. Yeah,
0: let the fighting be with the yeah. big burly guys who can take hits. Yeah, well, I do that like, now, but well, you never know, right? <laughs> I do like to get in on the action eventually, yeah, yeah, and you will too. Because the psychic, for example, like the psychic is a class, is more of a caster class. Um, it's a newer class from the occult handbook, and they have a d6 hit die. Basically, what that means is that they are not great for getting toe to toe, they sort of fit in the same vibe as like a wizard or a sorcerer. And they can kind of run up, and they can um, use spells, various different types of spells, and they use it from the power of their mind. Um, Do you have, uh, what type of psychic are you? You're a self-perfection psychic, right, I think? Yes, you are. So you have the ability to do some limited types of self-heals. Yeah. Yeah. This is very new to you. I understand. I'm sorry. I'm not going to try to put you <laughs> yeah. on the spot too you kind much of, here. Uh,
3: initially, when we were setting up my character, what what, did, what do you use for setting up characters again? What was We've the We've been app? using
0: Hero Lab. So most so, of us will be using Hero yeah. Lab. It's an app and you use it with your iPad as sort of like a digital character sheet.
3: So basically, Josh just put it in front of me and I looked solely on interest versus knowing much about yeah. um, what to choose. So when you ask me those things right now, it's... Uh, a little bit of a blur
0: (laughs) yes so you picked a psychic which is a good fit because I don't think that there's a no if I can remember correctly there are no specifically full casters in this group which would be you Um, at least in this case you don't need to worry about damage in and damage out too much hopefully and if you do you're in trouble Um, but I think your first class was going to be an occultist or something but I had to talk you out of that because that's like even I don't understand that class and that class is very complicated But hey, if you wanted to play it, all the power to you, you just might not like Pathfinder. But that's okay, you're a psychic, stand back, shoot things with your mind, have a good time. Um, Do you have a specific type of attitude, like your character, are they like a sassy person, are they a caring person, anything Uh, like that? I guess I would say sassy. Okay, so you're going to be like a bit sassy. Not take any shit. But kind, at heart, in the end, kind of thing.
3: Mostly, yeah.
0: So, tell us a little (laughs) bit about your character
3: okay so my uh, my character she's motivated by revenge so her father robert Whitmore, was a partner with gadron lamb okay. in a uh, Thessalonian antiquity shop okay but um so he's a very honest man but as um kind of time went on uh gadron wanted to kind of deal with things under the table with other groups so kind of when he found out then he ended up being murdered by him so the character she's out for revenge out for blood (laughs) seeking revenge on
0: Hadrian Lamb well okay perfect um so your character wakes up one day um in in an inn or wherever do you have a local home something like that have you been evicted from your local home you tell me there's no right or
3: wrong answer um well she just kind of like left and cause it appeared to be like it was an accident that he had died but she knows the truth that okay it, so she's kind of left everything behind and so as you kind
0: of come to you look around and you kind of gather your things and you pick up your bag and from your bag falls a card and you flip the card over and you think oh, that's strange i don't have a card like this and you take a closer look and you can see what it is is it's a hero card A hero card in this particular game is very similar to a tarot card. They're used by the natives of the land, Veresia, and they are used to sort of tell fortunes. Um, And you have no idea where this came from. Somehow, overnight, this card just appeared. Um, And you look over it a little bit more and you can see that what it is, is it is the joke card. Which is strange. The joke. And you look over a bit more and on the back, handwriting it is a phrase and basically it says i know what gadron has done to you he is wrong to me as well i know where he dwells yet i cannot strike at him come to my home at three lanes street at sunset others like you will be there gadron must face his fate and justice needs to be served are you going to for sure s- seek that out awesome all right and that's where we will pick it up thanks melissa awesome
3: yeah thank you thank
0: you all right, so I'm sitting here with Mike. Hello. And Mike is our resident blood rager. Mike. Um, let's start off with just a few questions, so people can kind of get to know you a bit. Sure. Um, what about yourself? Do you know what kind of things do you do? What? Tell us your name.
4: Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, uh, yeah, I've been playing D and D for
4: quite a while. We've played some games together too, and it's always been a blast. So I'm glad to come out.
0: Yeah. And how about role-playing games? Like, have you? how long do you think you've been playing, like, D&D or anything like that? Oh, yeah. If you had um, to guess.
4: Yeah, I mean, I've played probably every version of D&D since it almost came out, like, you know, back in the 80s kind of thing. Um, yeah, I always enjoyed it. Excellent way to, you know, hang out with my buddies and have a great time, so
0: always been into it all right sounds good and, and yeah like what kind of got you into them how did you originally kind of start to play DD anything specifically was it just like
4: school friends or something yeah, like that no just school friends introduced me to it and we just went ballistic like here's an open world do whatever you want you're you know a little kid well things are going to get a little weird but yeah we uh, had fun so nice
0: yeah okay and what about your favorite thing like do you have a specific thing like about rpgs like a pen and paper rpg that you prefer versus i don't know another type of game for example like let's say uh, a computer rpg or something well yeah
4: i mean like yeah mmos are fun and it's fun you know playing video games and that but for me to actually like hang out with with a bunch of friends like that's a lot more fun to be honest with you i enjoy that a lot more than uh sitting at home so
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, have you ever played like other than Pathfinder D and D? Have you ever played any other types of games? Or yeah, a whole bunch. Um,
4: Shadowrun would be one of the top ones. Um, Tunnels and Trolls. Now that's a really old D and D spinoff. That's, Tunnels and Trolls. I don't yeah. think we have even heard of that. What is no, that? No, it's it's just weird. <laughs> is it like, just like dungeon crawls kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much. You just you know you have a fighter and you have a mage class and that's it. So <laughs> fighter mage, yeah, it's, not a whole lot of, and it no. doesn't have like a rogue or a cleric. Is nope. that like the typical first set? There's there a battle n- mage, which is like a combo of the two, and that's it. <laughs> right. okay. So it's just a really strange game. Interesting. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun. I mean, there's been tons of them sci-fi games, um, but mostly you know medieval, Tolkien fantasy stuff would be yeah. the main ones I've done. Um,
0: so do you play any other type of Games like computer games. Oh, yeah. You program games. Yeah. Tell us a bit about your...
4: Yeah, I've been working working on actually a Pathfinder online game for quite some time now. Um, Kind of an idea where people can either build, you know, build worlds or play in other people's worlds or be bad guys or good guys, do what they want. Um, Yeah, and I enjoy playing video games too. All sorts of games. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Classics like old school or newer stuff like Skyrim
2: type of yeah thing Skyrim's
4: great uh, I'll play anything I mean I have a PS4 there's tons of good games for it. there's Monster Hunter I've been playing Monster Hunter for years and years and years I don't know not a lot of people have heard about that it's big in Japan so. I've played a bit of Monster yeah.
0: Hunter on my PSP like years right. ago Yeah, it didn't really translate that well to no, a PSP it's hard to control
4: yeah I mean it's tough
0: nice okay well I won't take up hard. too much more of your time um, tell us a bit about your character like, what, the, what kind of character is he going to be? Um, your background, your play style. What's his name? Sure. I guess that'd be a good place to start. We're starting
4: off in, in this big city. His family has always lived in the city. Uh, Corvosa, yeah. Corvosa, right? And, uh, you know, problems with undead around. His family's been involved in hunting undead. And the character's name is Richter. Richter Belmont. So, with a name like Belmont, you can sort of assume what character it might be. He's got a whip. He fights undead. So it's going to be kind of a fun character to play. I mean, trying to use a whip as a fighter is not always
0: the best idea, but i see if I can do it. <laughs> you're a, So you're a Blood Rager? Why don't you tell people yeah. who aren't too familiar with Pathfinder just a little bit about exactly what a Blood Rager is and what they do. Yeah, it's kind of like a fighter. They have magic powers, um,
4: mostly just to use in combat. So it's like a Barbarian or a Berserker. They'll go into a Fury and use that as their power during combat to you know smash enemies and whatnot and they can also cast some spells so it's kind of a mix of a bunch
0: of different classes nice and so you're going to be more like a frontline kind of your role within a party would be more like a frontline yeah sort of tough guy kind of thing
4: yeah tanky you know taking hits um take hits deal hits tripping, tripping people thing. with the whip yeah smacking people you know he's got some armor
0: and a small shield so hopefully he won't die Nice. Okay. Um, so, tell us a bit more about, like, specifically about your background. So, I know you and said you're coming from... So, what is it about the undead that you hate so much? It's
4: just part of the his family's heritage. That generation to generation, they've carried on this tradition and taught the next generation the way to fight undead, you know, with their weaknesses and that. And so, they've kind of made a family business or... Generally, just done that
0: through like professional hunters. Yeah, that. professional hunters. Yeah. Perfect. So a little bit of a background is how you get into this. Mm-hmm. Your character, um, Richter, right, has uh, wandered the streets of Corvosa, and I'm to understand that he has a grudge against a specific somebody. Yes, his
4: family's been disgraced. Uh, Father has been framed for a murder he didn't commit, and the family's been on hard times. So he's kind of, it's kind of taken its toll on everyone in his family.
0: And it's Gadrim Lamb, I believe that. It has right. taken up that.
4: Yeah, Richter actually did some investigating and found that he was the one sort of responsible for the whole thing happening, so he's okay. got some questions to ask, and probably going to want to kick his ass.
0: Very nice. Okay. Well, as you kind of wander around um, in the streets of Corvosa, um, you wake up one day in an inn, and you look Ooh. over, and you kind of go to hoist your pack, and sitting on your pack is an unusual card a card that you did not have there before and you have no Ooh. idea how it did because you did not hear anybody come into the room the night before that's all i flip it over and you see it's a hero card a hero card is sort of like a tarot card in this particular race yeah um and the hero card in this particular case is the keep um you don't know much about that, uh, but it is a keep. And on the back is a cryptic message. And the cryptic message says, I know what Gadrin has done to you He's wronged me as well. I know where he dwells, yet I cannot strike at him. Come to me at home, at 3 Lancet Street at sunset. Others like you will be there. Gadrin must face his fate, and justice must be served. Well, though it's a bit odd that
4: someone's obviously broken into my room while I was sleeping, that sounds like actually something
0: i might be interested in all right and with that we star wipe and we'll pick it up (laughs) from there thanks mike cool awesome all right so i'm sitting here with sean um so sean how's it going uh not too bad yourself good uh let's start off here a little bit let's tell you tell us a bit about yourself uh as
2: sean what's your name what do you do Uh, I'm Sean Alexandre Boudreau. Uh, I am a water jet operator, uh, here in, uh, well, I I guess in Cambridge. Um, and it's, I basically run a machine that can cut through pretty much anything. (laughs) Nice.
0: Okay. Uh, tell us a bit about, like, how long have you been playing role-playing games, for example?
2: Uh, since high school, uh, early high school, uh... I first started with... would that be, like, uh, I guess, like,
0: almost 18 years? Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, something (laughs) like that. Um, And the first... We went to high school together. Just in case people are interested, Sean and I have history together. We went to high school together. Although I didn't really ever play role-playing games with you in high school myself.
2: Uh, Not in high school. Not too much, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Though, uh, yeah, in high school I started out with... ...substituting uh, for one character... ...one guy's Thycreen Monk in Dungeons & Dragons... ...then I uh, got into uh, Palladium Books, uh, Rifts... ...and then from there on 3.5 and... D20 Modern. D20 Modern, um, and I got into Savage Worlds, Pathfinder... Uh, getting into Burning Wheels slowly. Um, So basically, in short, you're like
0: a grizzled veteran of the wars. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Sean and I, among other people, sort of are part of a group in the Kitchener area that promotes um, role-playing games, and we kind of run events for free that people can kind of drop in, play a game, usually one-off sessions, and just sort of help grow the community in the area.
2: Controlled Chaos.
0: Yeah, Controlled Chaos, that's right. So you nailed a whole bunch of stuff there. What got you into role-playing games, or
2: tabletop role-playing games at first? Um... Like anything in specific? I think, specifically, it would have been, um... Just... My friends were doing it, <laughs> so I got involved. Nice. Uh, and it seemed like the cool thing to do among my nerdy clique. <laughs> and, uh... Okay, so when I say RPGs, generally speaking,
0: I'm going to sort of imply tabletop RPGs. Um, So when I ask you something like, what is your favorite thing that you like most about a tabletop RPG in comparison to, say, I don't know, let's just say a computer RPG
2: or something like that? Do you have any reason Uh, why you like them? Definitely the uh, flexibility. Yeah. Uh, Whereas you're pretty much restricted to... uh, of like, if you say, uh, even an MMO, you're restricted to the programmed algorithms that are in the game. There are rules to the game. You can't break them or create new rules on the fly without uh, having to call up the programmer. <laughs> or have a mod or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Make a mod. Okay, um, so you've answered that, like, about
0: other RPGs have you played, because you've played a whole bunch of them, um, what about other types of games, just like, do you have any preferences for other types of games, video games, board games, any kind of thing like that, anything else that you're
2: sort of into as a hobby? Although I just badmouth them, uh, I do like, uh, <laughs> video game role-playing games as well, uh, it's just different, there's nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> there's nothing um, wrong with them, so, yeah, um, anything else, like board games,
0: um you have any hobbies you want to tell everybody about, anything like that?
2: Uh, yeah, I play a decent amount of board games as well. Um, Are you like a secret <laughs> slam poet or something that I don't know about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I... Uh... Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, nothing too fancy. Um, yeah, just... I'm pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> Video games and uh, this, and I want to get back into martial arts, but... Have yet to. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, let's get right into it. So, tell us just a bit more about your character. What's
0: their name? Give us a bit, a bit about the class. What are their attitudes sort of like? What's their play style? Are they a fighter? Are they ranged? Are they a healer? Are they etc. etc.
2: What do you What do you know? Well, uh, my character is uh, a vigilante. So his uh, superhero title is the Padlock. The Padlock. Okay. And he's a uh, vigil. Vigilante, but a, uh, a zealot uh, archetype, uh, which means he's kind of uh, half-priest, almost. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, do you follow a god or anything? or yes, Abadar. Abadar, okay, so, so you're a follower of Abadar. That's the padlock. <laughs> of the padlock. So do you want to explain
0: a little bit about Abadar? Like, who is Abadar? What does he represent and stand for?
2: Uh, basically, he's the... God of law, cities, uh, civilization, and he's just uh, all for structure and civilization. And order. Uh, and order, yeah. Uh, and he likes to keep type books and uh, whatnot. And uh, he also has a mythical vault that he keeps the first of everything. Allegedly, you can. Somehow acquire a key and get in to his vault and take anything you want. Nice. Okay, is that kind of your goal? Like, what is your
0: character's um, attitude? What is your goal? Like, do you stand up for the good of others? Do you? Do you have? your vigilante. What's your alter ego
2: other than that? Uh, his uh, alter ego is Jace Mullins, who's a uh, lawful neutral mercenary for hire. Okay, so you're a mercenary
0: for hire. Okay. Yeah perfect um what about like so are you like a hand-to-hand fighter type of thing you cast
2: uh yeah he's a little bit of a caster but he's mostly a hand-to-hand fighter uh he is wielding a plansum, which is what a is pole with a little spike on the end and that spike in his case is shaped like a uh, key tooth okay <laughs> awesome uh, what about your background? Um, specifically, what brings you to this? What's your character's background? Do you have history or anything like uh, that? Yes. Okay, uh, when he was a boy, uh, Gubin, which is his real initial name, uh, devotedly helped out at the Temple of Abadar, which is a long-standing tradition in his family. Uh, but naivety and uh, youth kind of led him into the streets, uh, where he uh, met a... Tra- a man who was offering him an opportunity to help uh, get the poor off of the streets, which is uh, kind of Abadar's thing—like make everyone a productive member of society—and uh, yeah, he fell for it. And unfortunately, the man who got him off, who pulled this on him, was uh, a man named Gadrin Lamb. and. He basically kidnapped him and forced him to work for him uh, under threat of hurting other their kids. And uh, so one night uh, after uh, Govin botched a job, uh, Gadren took him out in the streets and started beating him with a padlock and a sock. And uh, yes. you know, uh, he basically left him for dead in the streets. And, uh, the next morning, uh, Govan woke up, and he found the padlock in his hand. And it was... And he found his wounds healed, and from then on he discovered he had this healing ability, and, uh, then he just basically trained and, uh, gathered resources until he could one day face off against, uh, uh Sorry, uh, Gadren. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, and that brings us to where we are now. <laughs> okay, so
0: where we are now actually is your character. Do you have like a workplace of business? Where do you keep your information, like your background or your alter egos kit? Do you keep it hidden from everybody?
2: Is it tucked away somewhere? Well, he uh, in his he basically keeps it in his backpack. Okay. So, one
0: day, as you're getting ready to begin your nightly crawl as the padlock, um, you start to go in, and something falls out of your pack, and you don't understand exactly, specifically, what it is, because you're the only person who knows about it, at least as far as you're aware. And it flutters to the ground, and as you go to step on it and pick it up, a little bit panicked, because you're wondering if maybe you're compromised, Um, you pick it up. And you look at it, and it's a card. It's a harrow card. Um, do you know you know what a harrow card is? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a, like a tarot card, tarot basically. Yeah. Okay. You pick it up, and you look at it, and it's the paladin card. And you think to yourself, well, that's extremely strange. And then as you kind of pick it up, you look on the other side, and there's writing on it. And it says, I know what Gildren has done to you. He's wronged me as well. I know where he dwells, but I cannot strike at him. I'm to my home at 3 Lancet Street at sunset. Others like you will be there. Gadron must face his fate and justice must be done. Do you take that ominous warning?
2: Uh, he's been looking forward to an opportunity like this for a while, so if this guy has a plan uh, or anything like that, he just jumps to the occasion. Awesome, and we will pick up there. Thanks, Sean.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening in to the Natural Eleven Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Natural Eleven Podcast. Please send us your comments, praise, criticism, suggestions through our email at Podcast at gmail.com. That is 11 the number. Rate us, and give us a comment on iTunes, and most importantly, keep on gaming. See you next week.